Welcome in to the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Am Abdallah. We host weeknights from 6 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. And we also talk Bears football and the NFL with you. Tuesdays and Thursdays right here on the ESPN Chicago app on the Bear Down Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about head coaches. We have a list of rankings from CBS Sports Abdallah, and we take a look at the coaches around the National Football League. That's right, Chris. It is list season here, and as we approach the start of training camp in just 13 days, we go through CBS Sports has a list of coaching rankings. They ranked all 32 NFL head coaches, even the new ones, which might not be fair, but they ranked all of the head coaches here, and we can go through all of them or just kind of go through the top ones and tell you where Eberflus is. But, like, look, it's not fair to him. It's not fair to Eberflus. I'll tell you right now off the bat, Chris, he's 31. It's not fair. He hasn't been a head coach yet. You can't put them in these rankings. Like, you want to rank the, 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 the first-year head coaches or into their second year? That's fine. I get that. But it's not fair to put the new guys in if they haven't had a head coaching job yet. So let me set up the criteria no, 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 for no, the no. column. Nope. The criteria is uh, all 32 NFL coaches. How do they stack up in 2022? Uh, here's what they say for the criteria. We tried to answer two questions. Who do we trust the most? And who is in the best position to succeed? So those are the two questions that are being asked when looking at the rankings. Uh, Abdal let it out of the bag uh, initially, but number 32, Lovey Smith from the Texans. Number 31, Matt Eberflus with the Chicago Bears. His first season with the Chicago Bears, and you don't think that's fair. I don't think it's fair. I mean, what's he going to do? First of all, he's a defensive head coach. Luke Getzey's going to be running all the offense, and he's got Justin Fields, but they haven't really put any real weapons around him. So... He's got, do you trust him? I don't know yet because he hasn't done anything. So I don't know if I can trust him. And also, is he in the best position to succeed? Yes and no. Not right now. However, the Bears have positioned themselves to have the most money in next offseason so they can add essentially whatever they want to. And also, they've got fresh contracts. So they're going to be here for the foreseeable future, at least three, four years, I would say, probably four years. So, to me, he's in a position to succeed just because of the financials and the way that Ryan Poles has kind of retooled this roster and kind of given it a blank slate. I feel like he is in a position to succeed because he's got the the highest ceiling. I'll say this. They may have a quarterback, too. Yeah. And I know that the verdict is still out on this podcast. Uh, You've heard us talk all offseason that that we think very highly of Justin Fields. Uh, So... If you mix that in with what you laid out and the cap space in the future, kind of resetting the franchise, when you ask the question, is he set up to succeed now? A lot of people, the the knee-jerk reaction will be, oh, this team sucks. He's not set up to win. Right? Like, they're not thinking about it logically moving forward where you are, you're right. They are six. They're set up for success in the future. Do they have the pieces in place? The answer is no. But are they set up? They may very well be where in three or four years, you have the quarterback, you have the cap space, you set up a team of uh, you know players that you've drafted, acquired, and then also you go out, out and bring in free agency. It is possible. I, I would say if you want to put them 31, that's fine by me. He's proven nothing. The other question that they ask, do you trust him? What I've heard from Matt Eberflus to this point, it's a breath of fresh air. I, I do like the way he's handled his business. 
to this point as a head coach and the few times we've kind of heard him speak in the offseason. Uh, but if the list is going to play some 31 because of the lack of track record or or perhaps the fact that he's just a first-year head coach, I get it, then you should also penalize the other first-year head coaches who are much higher on the list just because they're offensive-minded guys, which I think that's where my gripe would be. My gripe would be if on the list you're going to place all the first-year guys at the back back of the uh, list, then yeah. that's fine. I get that. But I do think the Bears are set up for success based on these this like refreshing of the franchise that has taken place in this offseason. Like they kind of put this into tiers too. So they the first tier is stuck in the mud. So Lovey Smith, like you mentioned, uh Matt Eberflus, who's 31, and then a couple guys who we know, but I don't think that Matt Eberflus is stuck in the mud. I think that the only place to like this is the worst position. Yeah. Right? Like, this is the worst that they're supposed to be. It'll be With, going up. Yeah, exactly. No offensive weapons, retooling the defense, very little money to spend this offseason. But next year, they have their first-round pick. They have a ton of money. They have what we believe is the quarterback. And you build around that. And, yeah, he's got a lot to learn as a head coach. But from, like you said, from what we've heard so far, I believe in him more than I believed in Matt Nagy. Number 30 on the list, Dan Campbell for the Lions. Trash, uh, second second season, uh, third as a head coach with the Lions. He's 8-20-1. Number 29, Arthur Smith with the Falcons. They're likely to be the worst team in football. His second year with the Falcons, he went 7-10 last season. Number 28, Matt Rule with the Panthers. Third year with the Panthers as head coach, 10-23 to this point. Rule is interesting because he's a name that you and I both covered in college football who got the job, and he could have had any pick of an upgrade from college to a new program, Mm -hmm. right? What he did at Baylor and the turnaround there, and he was at Temple before Baylor, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, His turnaround, he could have had any job in college football. He wanted to go to the NFL. The ego pushed him towards the NFL he has really struggled on this next level, and it's starting to feel like one of those situations, maybe a little Pete Carroll-esque, where you jump to the NFL, maybe a little Saban-esque. You, you jump to the NFL, you have no success whatsoever, but if Matt Rule gets fired by the Panthers next year in the offseason for college football, he'll be the hottest name in all of college football to get that next job. Absolutely. He'll be the number one target for any of these big schools that are going to be looking <coughs> to move on from <coughs> their head Because Auburn's going to a new coach each and every year, right? Essentially, like, yeah. Uh, so Robert Sala is number 27 with the Jets. He went 4-13. and It will be his second year with the Jets. Uh, Dennis Allen is a first-time head coach with the Saints, but it's his fourth with the team. Uh, he was a defensive coordinator. His career record as a head coach, though, is 8-28. and 28. He was no good back in the day with the Raiders. Uh, so Dennis Allen, defensive mind coach, the only other defensive coordinator to get a job in this hiring cycle in the NFL, the other being Eberflus, but Allen staying with the team he was with. 25 is Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. First season with the Raiders will be his third as a head coach. He went 11-17 and 17 in his time with the Denver Broncos. And so when you look at those coaches right there, it'll be interesting with Allen. Sticking with the team that he was with, but they have a bad quarterback situation. Also, they have a very tough schedule ahead of them this season. Uh, and then Josh McDaniels, big splashy name for the Raiders. Are the Raiders finally uh, going to be on pace to to win a lot of football games consistently year in and year out? You know, the Raiders, legendary team in the AFC. 
I, I'd like to see the Las Vegas Raiders be good for like a good solid 10 years in a row. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I think that there are two guys on here on this stuck-in-the-mud list that have the chance to make the biggest jump, and it's Robert Sala and it's uh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels has all the talent, all the talent available. They went out and got the best wide receiver, right? They have a quarterback that they believe in. They added weapons. They add defense. They add, they've got a ton of guys on that team. Robert Sala, I mean, they, they've built that team around Zach Wilson now and believe in Zach Wilson. It's just a matter of he's a defensive guy. Can his defense not give up 35 points a game? So to me, those two guys are much like, you know, like Matt, like we say with the Jets, the same with Matt Eberflus. Like they drafted a quarterback that they believe in. Can he be the guy? That's the question there. But I think those two guys can make the biggest jump from this category of quotes stuck in the mud. The new, the next group is the new kids on the block. Oh, and isn't Matt Eberflus a new kid, Chris? Well, it actually says, with the exception of Matt Eberflus, because oh. we listed him in a separate category. Haters. Here are the fresh faces for the 2022 coaching cycle. Kevin, o, uh, Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings, first year with the Vikings. He was previously with the Chargers as an offensive coordinator. Uh, 23, Nathaniel Hackett. He used to be the offensive coordinator with the Packers. He was with the Broncos in his first year. Brian Dable, everyone's favorite assistant from last season, gets a job with the Giants. He was with Buffalo previously. Mike McDaniel. He was with the 49ers as a coordinator. He is now with the Dolphins as a first-time head coach. Any thoughts on the other, uh, let's see, uh, the wannabe McVeighs of the NFL coaching cycle? The the coordinators with some of them, like the 37-year-old O'Connell, uh, getting the gig with the Vikings with very little experience. I mean, the one that stands out to me is obviously because of the roster is Nathaniel Hackett, right? I mean, the Broncos... They've got Russell Wilson. They added a bunch of talent on that team. They've got a good deal. Like, they were a decent team beforehand, and now they have a real quarterback. They have a top-10 quarterback. So, to me, this is a guy who is already set up for success because he has the talent around him. Like, I don't—I mean, Kevin O'Connell, we went through some of the rankings from ESPN about, like, positional rankings, and they have weapons, but I don't trust Kirk Cousins at all. So it has to do with the quarterback and what you've got around him. So I don't trust trust Kirk Cousins. I mean, they've they're in a division that's maybe winnable depending on what the Packers end up doing. But to me, it's Nathaniel Hackett, the one that's going to jump out of this because Brian Dable, he's in a situation where, you know, uh, what what are they doing at quarterback? Like they're still they're still trusting what's his face pudgy face. Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Pudgy face, help me out. Who's the Giants quarterback's name? Oh, Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, pudgy face. He doesn't have a pudgy face. He's got face. a pudgy face. Look him up. He's got a pudgy face. Okay. Continue on with your thoughts, sir. Like, wh- why haven't, why weren't they in the market for a quarterback? Like, why weren't they one of these? Because they're going to, this is the last year for Daniel Jones. Yeah. So we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, not for me. Uh, the next group of guys is just listed the guys. Most of them oh, are okay. coaches past their prime. Some of them are approaching it. Uh, it seems like a pretty wide open category. I like this hire for the Bucks. Number 20 is Todd Bowles. Yeah. I thought he was someone the Bears should have talked to, especially if they want to go with a defensive coordinator as their head coach. Uh, but Todd Bowles gets the gig after um, the situation there with Bruce Arians uh, retiring. Uh, and then you got the Tom Brady retirement, unretirement. Uh, but I like Todd Bowles. I think in a second chance, he went 26-41 and 41 with mm-hmm. the Jets. But I think a second chance with the Buccaneers, I think it'll be a little bit different. And that defense has been really good with him leading the way. So so I like Todd Bowles there. Number 19, Ron Rivera with the Commanders. I like Ron Rivera. 
third season with the Commanders. He's been a head coach for 12 years in the NFL. He's 90-82-1. Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys, a.k.a. Dead Man Walking. Yeah, he's getting fired, uh, right? Third season with the Cowboys, 16th as a head coach. He's 143-92-2. He's also 10-9 and in the playoffs. Mike McCarthy, uh, he's, he's probably one of the worst coaches in the National Football League. Yeah. We then dropped down to Brandon Staley with the Chargers. He was kind of like a a wonder boy last year. Like everyone loved everything he said and did, and the Chargers just missed the playoffs. He'll go nine and eight, but I think Brandon Staley can do no wrong in most people's eyes. Then you get to Nick Sirianni. A lot of people question what he did, but he got to the playoffs. Eight and nine with a bad quarterback, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Yeah. And then Zach Taylor at 15. That seems low for him. Zach Taylor at 15? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he, he was in the Super Bowl. Come on. I, I, I can give you tons of credit for Joe Burrow, but Zach Taylor is pretty good. Fourth season as head coach with the Bengals. Yeah. 16, 32, and one. But last year, that run that they go all the way to the Super Bowl, I think a lot of people think they'll take a step back. There is no way at all that any of like two of the three guys I just mentioned should be behind number 14. No. Cliff Kingsbury. Dead man walking. He is one of the biggest frauds in all of football. The ability to jump from 500 in the Big 12 to the NFC West. I mean, to be fair, he's 500 right now. 500 in four in three seasons with uh, the, the Cardinals. Owned one in the playoffs. So Kingsbury is number 14. Kevin Stefanski with the Browns, he's number 13. Frank Wright with the Colts is number 12. And then we get to Doug Peterson, new head coach with a new team in Jacksonville at number 11. Yeah, I mean, look, we talked about it. Those two guys, that's Cliff Kingsbury and Mike McCarthy, like they're getting fired. They're getting fired this year. I would think. I I would also say that, you know, sub for success, I I don't know. I, I just wouldn't trust... Either of those, and that's a big piece that goes into all of this. I think Stefanski is running the money. I would I would move up Zach Taylor. Doug uh, I would also move up Brandon Staley. I'm not too sold on Sirianni, but he made the playoffs last year, so I'll I, give him credit for that. I'd move Staley up, and I would probably put Zach Taylor at 11. Uh, number 10, Mike Vrabel with the Titans. Number 9, Kyle Shanahan with the San Francisco 49ers. He's, to me, that's that's low for him. He number, should be up higher. Number eight, Pete Carroll with the Seahawks. Number seven, Matt LaFleur with the Packers. Number six, Sean McDermott with the Bills. I would say this, uh, Pete Carroll getting way too much love on yeah. this list. A lot of Pete Carroll's great achievements have come from years prior, and I don't think he's got it anymore. I would I would place Shanahan. I would place Vrabel. I would place uh, Kevin Stavansky. Probably uh, all above Pete Carroll at this point. What's Pete Carroll doing this year? He's really going to be around for a rebuild? Like, come on. That's what he says. All right. Is he going to be coaching next year? I don't know. I wouldn't think so. That's a a good question. I wouldn't think so. I think LaFleur gets too much love, too. Last year was the first losing season in 10 years for the Seahawks and Uh, Pete Carroll. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, So then we get to McDermott. I think everyone's uh, in on McDermott. If you gamble on football, you like what he's built there with Buffalo and uh, the 49-32 and uh, record and also the ability to uh, just blow teams out. Like The one thing that you can count on with Buffalo – is if they're against a, a lesser opponent, they usually just blow the doors off someone in the regular season. And then we get to the top five. John Harbaugh with the Ravens. 
15th year with the Baltimore Ravens. Mike Tomlin with the Steelers, 16th season with the Steelers. Bill Belichick with the Patriots, 23rd with the Patriots. Sean McVay, 6th with the Rams at 55-26 and 26 is number 2. And number 1, Andy Reid, his 10th season with the Chiefs. He is 233-135-1. and one. In the playoffs, he's 19-16. and 16. He's 1-2 in Super Bowls. Reid, McVay, Belichick, Tomlin, Harbaugh. Those are your top five. I mean, I feel like those names are all interchangeable, right? Like, you could put that, like, that's a group of five right there. Like, that's, it's tough to kind of separate them. Obviously, well, Bill I Belichick's think, the best coach of all time, probably. I, I think there's a clear four. And then it's interesting that you weasel in McVay. I know that McVay has, has gone one and one in Super Bowls, but like the four others are legacy guys. Yeah. Right? They all have won Super Bowls and they all have been with their teams for 15 plus years. Well, Harbaugh with the Ravens, Tomlin with the Steelers, Belichick with the Patriots, and and Reed with the Chiefs. Right? Like or Reed's only been there for 10, but he was he was with the Eagles for 14. So like those are the four legacy guys, Hall of Famers, and McVay at number two, I think, is interesting. That's giving a lot of credit to McVay. Well, is McVay a great coach, or is, is he able to coach great players? Like, they have the best roster. They I think have, he's a great coach. Is he a top-five coach if he didn't have that roster? Like, for, like Harbaugh had to go through some stuff. Well, who who's the best coach? Tomlin had to go through some stuff. Who's the best coach with the worst roster on the list? But Belichick has the worst roster right now. Yeah, probably. I cuz the Steelers defense is good. The yeah. yeah. You know, they've got Lamar in in, yeah, in Steelers in, Belichick, okay, yeah, yeah. Belichick Tomlin. Like think, Packers think, yeah. legit, Bills legit. Well, Seattle, but I th- I think the Carroll ranking is off. Well, no, so. I was just looking in the top five. I mean, if we go full top ten. No, I, I'm saying, like, I think you make a good point. McVay does great things with what he's handed, but also, like, is there a coach that's pulling the uh, Popovich? Like, there's no coach on this list that's doing the Greg Pop where it's a team that should win 20 games and they're winning 34 to 40. You know what I mean? Like, Where's the coach that's completely flipping the the roster? Well, I mean, Belichick still got it done. He's got to be the guy, right? Yeah, like the that's guy. the yeah. worst roster, yeah. but the best coach. Yeah, yeah. Belichick's got the worst. Ro- Belichick is the best. He's the best coach of all time, and he should be. He should probably be number one on this list. So, if you have any uh, thoughts on this list, uh, we we got it from CBS Sports. If you disagree with our assessment of it, you can tweet us at Adam A. Abdallah or at Chris Bleck. Uh, We appreciate you listening to the Bear Down podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays here on the ESPN Chicago app. Talking at coaches, thank you uh, for listening to another edition of the Bear Down podcast.